It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 23rd of January, a poor night in Atlanta to be digested. The league's gone bananas. We'll talk about that. We'll do a Time Machine Tuesday. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, hopefully a look behind the curtains, and a little bit of extra numbers that you just can't get anywhere else. So thanks very much for subscribing. The five stars are always appreciated, and I hope very, very much that you enjoy the program uh, and tell some friends about it. Today's show brought to you by our friends at SeatGeek, as well as by Murdoch Chevy and the store at 6200 South and 20th East, home of the Lock Mudslide Cookie. I'm just putting my name on it. It actually says the David Locke special now when you go in, so that's kind of cool. The Mudslide Cookie. All right, uh, let's dig right into last night's game. It was ugly. Uh, It's somewhat symbolic of the season of just kind of you know, it's not, right, we're losing it on the road to Atlanta. Not a very good road team. Uh, I think you, these are the games you have to win if you think you're a playoff team, so we probably can start pushing that one to the to the back, uh, which is a little disappointing. I think we thought these were games we are going to win. Uh, the more kind of characteristic that I think has to probably be addressed in the long term is that as things go awry... Uh, the Jazz have not been able to stop him. And that might be Gordon's departure, frankly, as much as anything, that the 8-2 to two run is becoming 16-4. to four. And I think that that is uh, collectively, you know, either the resiliency doesn't seem to be great um, or the options aren't great. Or the personnel doesn't have that ability to just go grab a possession and take it. Uh, Whatever it is, I'm not sure I have a very good answer for you on what that is. Uh, But that seems to be a characteristic. So last night it's 61-60. And Atlanta starts to kind of surge ahead. And then next thing you know, it's a 26-point game. Uh, And the Jazz have trailed by 10 or more a lot this year. Uh, In fact, I think... Uh, of 10-point deficits, the Jazz, only Orlando, Atlanta, Phoenix, and Sacramento have had more games in which they've trailed by 10. And then the Jazz in those games are 4 and 10-point uh, deficit. I guess we're now 6 and 24 in games in which we've had a 10-point deficit. The only teams that have come back from fewer, um, and that's, you know, so 6 and 24, so we have a 20% winning, we trail by, uh, we only, what's that's 20%, the only teams that are, Sacramento is 6 and 29, Brooklyn's 5 and 25, um, there's some others that are, that are probably a little worse, so, um, you know, that's, the teams are there are Sacramento, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Chicago, Phoenix, Memphis, Lakers, Dallas, Orlando, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a weird one in sixteen, uh, but that that I think is kind of where we we don't have that 
ability to come back from those deficits. The I think we thought, at least I did, that that would be we'd be able to come back defensively, that we'd shut people down defensively and get create a little bit off the offensive end in those circumstances. And that has not happened. The interesting one, by the way, in the last three games is that we have not been better defensively with Rudy on the floor. Uh, so that's kind of a weird. It, it Last night it felt as though the minute Rudy went out, suddenly Dennis Schroeder went to the basket, but I went and looked up the the data points on it, and in the last three games when Rudy's on the floor, teams are not shooting at the rim as much. Rudy had an incredible defensive stretch in the second quarter. But overall, teams are shooting at the rim at 63%, and when he's off at 57%. And their shooting percentage overall is better, and their three-point shooting is better. So weird that uh, if the numbers are updated and accurate over the last three games uh, with Rudy... Uh, on the court, I guess the defensive rating is actually a little bit better at a 108. Uh, and then when he's on the bench, which is 111. But where you usually would see the numbers doesn't seem to be jumping out quite as much. So it's we are a little bit better. But 108 is not the number that we expect to be defensively, not against great offensive teams either. So that's a little disconcerting. Uh, that and, and maybe, you know, he's been back for three games. Uh that we're trying to figure out the last night, the two things that Atlanta does well is they score off turnovers and they hit a lot of corner threes and they did both against us. They were nine of 13 on corner threes. Uh, and then they got out on, on the turnovers and the breaks and, uh, just, you know, didn't handle it very well. Uh, they're kind of trying to figure out who this team is and where they are. I just think they're right now. Unfortunately, I think the team is is a bunch of pieces that are not collectively working together and uh, at a particularly high level, and that's what leads to this. And that might just have to do with all the outside noise or just where you are as a franchise. You know, just it might be the reality. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't find a lot of, uh, you know, finger pointing blame. Last night, you you know, Rudy, Ricky Rubio start to the night's bad, right? When you start the night, I think 0 for 5 with two turnovers in the first seven possessions, that's going to zap a team, right? That's going to rip away from the team's confidence in you, your confidence in yourself. Um, that That's a bad start to a game. Uh, and, and, and so that one's hard. Now the Jazz, now the weird one on that is the Jazz overcome that, right? It's 61-60 before the, the whole thing falls apart. Donovan struggled a little bit last night. He's got to be getting tired at some point here. He's got to be fatigued. And defenses are just completely zeroed in on him. Like, who else are you worried about? I mean, I really like what Royce O'Neal's doing, but I'm not game planning worrying about him. I'm... A.B., I'm not game plan worrying about it. A.B. had 17 last night. Great for him. But you're, and and when you don't really have to guard Ricky and you don't have to guard Derek when he gets out there, then this gets into that whole concept that that opening lineup scuffles. But again, last night, that wasn't the problem, right? Like that's, we, we can keep going back to these points, but specifically to last night, that that doesn't vibe with what happened in last night's game. The Jazz last night, 
It's 61-60 with 3.08 left in the third, and then the world just came un- unraveled. The basketball world. The, the, the world became unraveled long before that. Uh, so the basketball world just became unraveled. And um, But there is, hey, the starting lineup last night went on the floor, and this is largely because Ricky starts night 0 for 5, is, is shoots 36% from the field and 17% from 3, doesn't go to the free throw line in 13 minutes, and but is only minus 2. Uh, so it's, you know, and, and hard to zero. It's just not, you know, we're not playing great. It's not, um, it's not coming together beautifully, uh, as, as we'd hoped. And it's interesting. I was walking out with someone last night and I said, uh, the bizarre thing to me about this season, and again, I'm not, I don't, I'm not finger pointing here. I'm just kind of sharing. We're 47 games into the season. I'm not sure we know who we are. Just the way the year is played, right? So, Joe Johnson gets hurt early. We thought he was going to be a scorer in the second unit. Turns out that age has bit him, as you knew it was going to eventually. It just kind of came up in the off season and just kind of just bit him. You expected Rodney to be the starter, and then that didn't. And then Donovan emerges, and Rodney has his problems the year starting, and then Rudy gets hurt. So then you have this really good stretch where you're an offensive team, but you're not. We're trying to play a stretch team, but we're not. I'm not sure we really have fours. Jarebko uh, is busting his ass, doing a pretty good job. He's actually great from the corner three. Tabo was pretty good. He's our best plus-minus player. Joe Johnson, as we just talked about, age and plus has got him in plus-minus, and Joe Johnson's pretty ugly right now. And so, you, you know, then... You know, you try to. Then you come back. Favors comes back. So now you go back to playing two bigs. Is that your identity? Then we kind of have not been elite defensively for a long time, and now Rudy's back, and we're still trying to. It, it's just a weird, weird night. There were some X's and O's aspects to last night, too, in which the Hawks dropped the big all the way back to the paint as much as I've ever seen, and we just couldn't quite grab it. Couldn't quite grab it. Uh, the. So, you know, there there are I I, I you know, it's going to it's a tough stretch. So we're 47 games in, we're playing 82, we've got 35 left, whatever, if that my math is right on that and you know, the goals of that 35 probably are moving a little bit away from trying to make a playoff push when you're 18 and 27 honestly or 19 and 28, you probably have to do that when you're 18 and 27 you do too. Uh and it's now trying to figure out what pieces work. And to some extent, it feels as though we're in a holding pattern until that trade deadline to see what happens um, from there. All right. Uh, today's show is brought to you in part by my friends at the store. I, I brought, uh, I had some friends in from L.A. last week. We finished our ski day, so we ran down to the store. And uh, the score, store right in Cottonwood Heights is 6200 South and and um, 2050 East. And it was so cool because we ran down there to just pick up stuff. Actually, I got the nitro cold brew and the mudslide cookie. We weren't getting good stuff. We got a cake for my wife's birthday. The cake to floors there. We're just eating sugar. Like, just don't misunderstand. Uh, in the back, they have the hot meals. And the I love the barbecue chicken they have there. And they have great meats uh, that, that they've put together. They have a new Jacobs and Salt group. So they're... Uh, Scott and Jeff are out searching all across the country, going to food shows, finding the best 
items that they can find for you. It's not just pure sugar that I'm grabbing. Uh, but it was fun to take him there because he's from L.A. He's a big-time uh, producer in the Hollywood world. So, And he was like, so wait, make, make me understand what this – and I was like, it's just a locally family-owned store. Like, How many others do they have? I'm like, they got this one. And he just loved that. Like in a day and age where there just are not places like this anymore, and he could feel it. You could tell he was just moved by being in the store and feeling the local element of it, the community feel to it, the fact that items were picked out by people specifically to be there, that it wasn't like, okay, well, our um, metrics say that this item has to be here, that the chips, I told him a story about the chips, that the woman made the chips to a wedding, and um, the owner of the store uh, uh, went and looked and, found out who it was, and then told her, if you make these regularly, I'll put them in my store. And we grabbed those, and they're great. He loved them. So just a great atmosphere and a fun feel. And then also all of the high-end custom items you want, uh, plus the lemonade stand. The We had Arnold Palmer's with the iced tea. There's the nitro stand there. There's a kombucha stand. There's a make-your-own-orange juice, what I always love to do, until I figured out you could just buy the bottle and you didn't have to actually do it. But it's fun to watch the machine go and crush those things. It's at the store. It's at 6200 South and 2050 East. Stop by. And I keep promising you that we will get a uh, frequent program going, and, and I promise you we will. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because, let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. The league is crazy, and I love it. This this time of year in the NBA, this happens every year. So you have the good teams are separating from the bad. The great teams are separating from the good. The trade deadline is looming. Everyone's played a buttload of games because the All-Star break's not at the halfway point. So everyone's tired of being around each other. Everyone's gone through long road trips and has gotten just tired in general. And teams across the board just start combusting. Yesterday, in one day alone, we had the Kawhi Leonard story uh, with about him being upset in San Antonio. I had heard this before it came out yesterday. That's been percolating around the league. It's not actually even clear that LaMarcus Aldridge is still happy. So the Spurs are dealing with their thing. Milwaukee fires Jason Kidd. They played last night. So they fired Jason Kidd at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a day in which they played when they had three days off the next day. Or three days off right now. Like, why did they... What happened that means that, they're, that they fired... That they, did, what did Jason Kidd do 
to get fired on that day. Like, that's insane. And then, at the end of the day, we have Kevin Love. And Kevin Love, a team meeting that gets heated and hot, that says that Kevin Love is... They're mad because they think he just ducked out of a game. And and so they're going nuts. Um, wild. Just an incredible... Uh, unbelievable day in the NBA. And this is where the NBA is right now. Story just came across, by the way, that Dallas Mavericks rookie Dennis Smith Jr. has accepted an invitation to participate in the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. I would think that Donovan Mitchell's going to get one. I can't imagine that Dennis Smith is getting an invitation and Donovan Mitchell is not. I really can't. Um, just just a thought there. So we'll, let's see what happens. Um, okay, the league is just bananas right now. So you've got San Antonio's got their issues. Cleveland has got their issues. Those guys are good. Milwaukee fires their head coach. Charlotte's talking about trading their their star player possibility. Uh, Washington is the craziest story. Washington has a team meeting. After the team meeting, the players all come out of the team meeting and, and then go to the media to say that they had a team meeting that did absolutely no good and that players didn't get their views out. They go to Dallas, lose by 20, and J.J. Barea of Dallas comes out and says, it really looks like these guys don't like playing with John Wall. Washington, as we talked about, has been losing games to below 500 teams all year long. Absolutely insane things taking place across the league. We're in Detroit. Things aren't pretty here. They've lost eight of their last ten. The Knicks always have a circus. Chicago has Miritich and Bobby Porter's punching each other out. They still have me. The only teams that aren't like having complete disasters are Brooklyn and Atlanta because I'm not sure they really care. And Orlando is already a mess. The Rockets are rolling just fine because they're all happy. It, it's just the this Damian Lillard whole, asked for a meeting with. I don't even remember all of them. Damian Lillard asked for a meeting last night with the owner of the team, Paul Allen, so that he could have an understanding of the direction of the organization. Denver last night wins a last-second game because Scott Hastings, their TV announcer, gets up to get a major play reviewed, gets the attention of the bench and the officials, and gets the play reviewed and helps them win a game last night. And if they don't win that game, I think they might have fired Mike Malone. It's insane. Memphis has already fired their coach, so they're calm now after Marcus Gasol and everything like that. The Lakers have got Lonzo Ball. Phoenix already fired Earl Watson and now has all sorts of other stuff going on. This place is its just insane. Put 12 to 15 people in a small environment, make them live together on the road, only have one ball, have a lot of money and free agency looming, possibility of a trade deadline that blows up... Uh, the entire your entire life and you just get complete disarray every year right about now 
And then you have the outside forces that the good teams are separating, the great teams are separating for the good, so then the good teams start to freak out, and the bad teams are separating from the good teams, so the bad teams start to either disengage, lose interest, become selfish, or or people want out because they want to. It can't possibly be their fault, so they got to be on a good team. It's incredible what's going on in this league, and it happens every year right about now. And I actually kind of find it awesome. I guess you could either find it one of two ways. You could just find it discouraging, or you can find it awesome. I think it's part of the whole 82-game dynamic that is the NBA and how the league works and what happens and how you have to how it has to hold together and how difficult it is. And if Major League Baseball got rid of batting orders so the guys could hit every inning and football made all 11 guys eligible, I think that it would happen too. Uh, but the unique thing to football is that they go practice and then they their, their road trips are a day eight times a year, right? Maybe two days eight times a year. Baseball has 25 guys on the roster, and so they segregate into groups, usually based on or, country of origin, and then uh, those locker rooms can get pretty segregated at times. And except for there's no African-Americans playing the game anymore. So that's probably eliminates that. But when I was around, there were. Um, So those locker rooms kind of break into their smaller groups because there's 25 and everyone's at kind of their individual. And basketball just doesn't have that. Basketball has this small, tiny group that's together all the time and has to work together. And, you know, in baseball, if you hate the guy hitting fifth and you're hitting fourth, it doesn't matter. But in. The, in the NBA, if you don't really like the guy that you got to pass the ball to or you got some personal agenda going on, it just messes everything up. It's kind of the beauty of the league, honestly. It, to me, it really is kind of the beauty of the league. I don't know. I'd be interested in your thoughts. I, I find it fascinating. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Murdoch Hyundai, Blake and the crew. I got a fun email the other – or maybe I get a – I think I might have got a tweet – um, from a guy who says, oh, my gosh, I drove in an Ionic. It is awesome. Like, I wouldn't lie to you. Um, why would I lie to you about this? Murdoch Hyundai at 4646 South State Street. It's got some fun stuff going on. But more importantly than anything else, than, than all the fun things they have going on, and, and the it's just the good people. The Murdoch family, and I've gotten to know uh, Blake well and Tyson, and just good, calm nice people that are trying to do uh, run the business in a manner that is done correctly and makes you have a super experience. That That's when they talk about no regrets. That's really what they're talking about is making sure that your experience, when you walk away uh, with your experience, that you think to yourself, oh, that's, that's as good an experience as I could possibly have. Uh, with a car dealership, and that's everything uh, that they really want to make sure that that you experience. Now, uh, they extended the 1.99% financing deal uh, that's going on because it was so popular through the end of the month with Golden West Credit Union, so that is still going on, uh, and you don't have to make a payment till April, specifically on the cars. If you're in the market for a hybrid, as I mentioned, I loved the Ionic. Uh, I was really, really impressed, so don't just automatically go get the Prius. If you're looking for an SUV, there's $7,000 off all the remaining 2017 Santa Fe Sports. Uh, 
Uh, we will likely be buying one of those by July of this year because uh, if it's got all the safety stuff on for our son who's turning 16 years old, wasn't planning on ever getting him a new car, but with all the safety things that are out there, I've actually decided I might be negligent not to. Uh, so check it out over at Murdoch Hyundai, 4646 South State Street. And when you deal with Murdoch, you get a five-day exchange policy, price match guarantee, safety inspections for life, and car washes for life. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I've tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on, theragun.com slash locked on. Time for Time Machine Tuesday. I brought the bag with me. Let me go into it. Let me grab. Ooh, good one. 1993-94. This should be a good one. Let's go look it up. All right, basketball reference. Here we go. Utah Jazz. Thank you to Basketball Reference for their amazing work on this. Let's go to Franchise Index 19. Did I say, what did I pull out? 1993-94? Here we go. 1993-94. It's a year the Jazz go 53-29. and They lose in the conference finals to the Houston Rockets, after winning Game 7 against the Nuggets and beating, I think it was the John Lucas Spurs. Uh, Let's go to our game-by-game schedule and see what we were doing on January 23rd. Dun-dun. January 23rd, we were not playing, but on the 22nd, oh, we had lost to Houston. Oh, what a two-game stretch, though. How fun is this? Uh, We lost to Houston, broke our three-game win streak last night uh, in Houston at the Summit. And the Rockets went to 29-9. and We went to 26-14. and Sports Talk Radio, which I was a part of in 94, was probably going nuts. How do you lose this game? This is pre-Jeff Hornacek. The Jazz started that night with John Stockton, Jeff Malone, Brian Russell, Carl Malone, and Felton Spencer. The mailman had 27-7-5. Stockton had 25-2-17. They both played 40 minutes as did Felton Spencer. Ty Corbin came off the bench to go five with ten points. David Benoit went one of five. The Jazz shot nine three-pointers that night. John Stockton made four of them and was the only one to make a three. Tom Chambers played nine minutes. The bench had a bad night. Jay Humphreys uh, came off the bench for 12 minutes. Crotty played six. Benoit, 13. Chambers played nine. The four of them combined for two of 15 shooting. The Rockets, who went to 29-9. and By the way, 
Jazz trailed right out of shoot by seven. They weren't ready to go. How are we not ready to go in a game of this magnitude? Locks killing him on the talk radio that day. He's going bananas. And really fought back in the fourth. Um, 29-9. Akeem Olajuwon had 40. (laughs) Ten rebounds, three assists, two steals, three blocks. He should be thought of higher on the list of great players of all time. Kenny Smith had 19. Otis Thorpe had 12. Vernon Maxwell, Robert Horry were the other starters. Mario Ellie, Matt Bullard, Carl Herrera, and Scotty Brooks battled in that one. In front of 16,611, the officials were classic. Jess Kersey, Bernie Fryer, and Ted Bernhardt. So the Jazz lose. Talk radio's going nuts. Led by probably me. Jerry hating me. The next, we played the next, oh, actually it was a Saturday. So Monday, we didn't kill them until the 24th. They played the Sonics tomorrow at home. The Sonics were 30-6 and six coming into that game. Jazz were 27-14, and 14, and the Jazz upended the Sonics 95-90 the next day. After falling behind in the first 31-19, the Jazz came back, outscored the Sonics 29-13. These are fun. Starting lineup for the Sonics that night was... Nate McMillan with Gary Payton, Kendall Gill, Detlef Schrempf, and Sean Kemp is your center. George Carl was playing small before everyone else. Sam Perkins came off the bench for 32 minutes with Ricky Pierce, Vincent Askew, Michael Cage, and Irvin Johnson. Nobody on the Sonics had a huge night. Kemp went 14 and 14. Payton went 18, 4, and 7. On the Jazz end of things, the mailman had 26 and 16. Stockton had 18 assists. Chambers had 10 off the bench and a mammoth win. All right, that's Time Machine Tuesday. That wraps up Locked on Jazz. Thanks very much for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks to the store as well as Murdoch Hyundai for sponsoring and, of course, to SeatGeek. Use the promo code LONBA in your next purchase to get a $20 rebate. This has been Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.